Hi, this is Dr. Rebecca May coming to you from Arcana Labs. And this is Road to Reno. Let's do it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Look at your face. Sorry. <laughs> Good morning. Today we have with us uh, Dr. Best. Welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you. So I just want to start by asking you, uh, where did you grow up? I grew up in Mexico. I was born in the States, actually, but I grew up in Mexico. Tijuana. It's across the border from San Diego. Mm. Literally, like... 10 minutes from my parents' house, you could see the San Diego Bay. <laughs> so that's that's where I grew up until until I went to do my internship. So I did med school in my hometown as well. Oh, in Tijuana? Yeah. yeah. Oh, lovely. How big is Tijuana? It's pretty big. It's probably the fourth largest city in Mexico. It's um, around 3 million people. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's okay. quite, quite big. Did you do undergrad as well as medical school, or was it all combined there? Well, it's a little different than other countries. You know, uh, there's no such thing as college. Mm -hmm. um, so really, uh, you graduate high school and you go straight to the university without going through college, uh, whatever your degree is. In my case, you know, medicine, it's a seven-year program. Wow. So it's all, you know, one package. So it's easier in a way because you don't have to apply twice. So you, ha so you have all your like pre-science curriculum sort of stuff and it just sort of melds into medical school. Right. So it's divided in stages, right? So the first stage, they call it basic sciences, which would be equivalent to your pre-med. So it's two and a half years or, or five semesters of, uh, you know, basic sciences, pharma, anatomy, you know, the usual. Then you go to, to your clinicals, which is another five semesters or two and a half years, which is you do your hospital clerkships like you do here. And then you do one year of internship, which it's, um, it's a little different than the internship here. Uh, because They call it a rotation internship. So you go through the core modules like uh, emergency medicine, pediatrics, OB-GYN, internal medicine, surgery, and an elective. Um, and it's one year. And after that, we have something called social service or community service where you, you get assigned a clinic Usually it's in a rural part of the country and you just work as a physician for a year. I mean, you don't get paid or you get paid really little, but it's just giving back to the country to compensate for the shortage of, uh, you know, of providers. Do you pay for medical school there or is it? <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you do. Um, I went to a, a public university. I mean, it, it's ridiculous what you pay. I, I paid an average of $200 per semester. Um, wow. So $400 a year of medical school. And if you scored above a certain, you know, threshold, you would get your $200 back. So, yeah. so yes, you can say that my medical school was free. Uh, I mean, it's taxpayer, you know, but, yeah. but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. And there are private universities, which obviously they are not uh, free. And there are uh, great, great private universities, but for the most part, state universities are as good, if not better, with a few examples of, like I said, amazing, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, private universities that would compete with any, you know, competent program in the States. But otherwise, it's much better education than the one you get in, in, in public universities. Mm -hmm. So where did you spend that year of service then? So I went to a, a 
quite large hospital in Mexico City. Uh, it's called Hospital Español or Spanish Hospital. It, I know there are several in the country, but the largest one is in Mexico City. And that's where I did it. And it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing hospital. Yeah, it, it was really fun and very educational. And were you doing primary care there? No, like I said, you, you go through all the modules. Oh, that's right? where your internship right, right, was. Right, right, Oh, okay. And that was part of your, like, year of service. That was, oh, sort of. I'm so sorry. That was my internship. I was a little lucky, if you want to call it that way. So I was one of the top of my class. So they, <laughs> when you're, like, in the top five of your class, you can stay in the university. And then you function as a teacher's assistant. So you would help with classes, gradings. Uh. Also, you run the student clinic. So any student that gets sick, you take care of them. Um, it was a little easier than <laughs> a lot of my peers, I'll, I'll be honest. But it was <laughs> okay. still, it, it was nice, but it was very helpful because I, I had the opportunity after, you know, I, I, I would leave the clinic or the university like around noon, and then I would go to San Diego and I started doing research in San Diego. So I was able to do two things during that same year. Oh, okay. Which was really nice. What sort of research were you doing? I was doing diabetes uh, and metabolic uh, research. Oh. So, so yeah, I was doing my community service in the morning and I was doing research in the afternoon. And that just gives give you a really nice perspective how close the cities are because mm-hmm. I, I could easily go back and forth. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what made you decide to come to the United States then for residency? Well, you know, I... I like I said initially, I was born in the U.S., so I always knew I had that, you know, possibility. Mm-hmm. But I really love Mexico. You know, I, I I wanted to stay in Mexico. I wanted to to practice in Mexico. That was my goal. And I started taking my steps just as a, well, you know, I don't lose anything. <laughs> and then I took step. I don't one. know. A lot of people lost yeah. things studying. For <laughs> step- <laughs> no, it was. I mean, it's it's painful to study for them. But what I mean is. I was not locked in the idea of coming to the U.S. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, let's try this. If it doesn't work or if I don't like it, I'll still, I can still train in Mexico. So I did step one and, you know, okay. And then I step two and CS, CK and all of that. And then before I knew it, I, I, I had all the requirements to, to train here. And I'm like, okay. And, and I contacted several places and I was in a, Awkward position because I was no longer, I had graduated by then. Mm-hmm. So I was no longer a medical student, but I was not yet a resident. Um, I was still doing research in San Diego. I, was, I took a couple of years of doing that to kind of decide what I wanted to do. So it's not easy to find like observerships or, you know, you're in yeah. this limbo that, that you're nothing at that point. Yeah. But um, I found a, an amazing pathologist, he, he's a chair of, uh, or the director of pediatric pathology in, in Pittsburgh, Dr. Miguel Reyes. And he was kind of like a lifesaver that he told me like, come on, I mean, come over to Pittsburgh and you can stay, stay a year with us. You can do research um, and you can learn, you know, mm-hmm. and, and see how it is to, in real life, to be a pathologist. So I did go to Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh and I spent a year with them and, and I loved it. So during that time, I applied and matched for, for pathology. Where did you match? Where did Baylor. You right. Baylor College of Medicine in Houston. So because of my experience in Pittsburgh, I was convinced I was going to be a pediatric pathologist even mm-hmm. at that point. So I, I, liked, I tried to focus on programs that had a, a solid pediatric pathology fellowship. 
Mm-hmm. And obviously, Baylor has Texas Children's, which is an amazing, amazing program. Um, so yeah, so I I loved it since I interviewed there, and I was lucky to match there, and, and that's where I went for residency. And you did APCP? I did APCP, yeah. And uh, you were considering Pete's path at that time, right? Well, I wouldn't even say considering. <laughs> I, I, I was decided <laughs> on doing pediatric. Um, really, I, I spent a lot of time in Texas. You know, the Texas Medical Center is like really tight complex. So mm-hmm. I would finish my rotations or if I had, you know, like uh, opportunity to go for a conference. So I spent a lot of time during my residency in Texas at Texas Children's, you know. So it was kind of like my home away from home kind of like <laughs> yeah. I, I, I felt really comfortable there. And then I stayed there for my fel- I did do a, a, a pediatric pathology fellowship there. So how did you end up becoming interested in renal pathology? Yeah. At the time, the fellowship, pediatric pathology fellowship at Baylor, not everywhere, was two years. ACGME requires one year, but they had a two-year program. And I had committed to a two-year program. But there was some funding issues, et cetera. So they told me, you know, we're going to do a one-year fellowship mm-hmm. starting with you, you know, and moving on. And, uh, you know, I... I had already talked to my wife and I, we had agreed that I was going to train for two more years. So uh-huh. I'm like, okay, I have a free year. I can do, <laughs> I can choose whatever I want. And, you know, as I said that I spent a lot of time at TCA, at Texas Children's, one of the conferences that I usually went to was the renal pathology conference, mm-hmm. which I didn't know anything about renal, honestly, nothing, nothing. <laughs> um, but I thought it was fun yeah, <laughs> because it was kind of from all the clinical pathological conferences, this was the more you know, the, there was a lot of action going on, a yeah. lot of discussion, that kind of thing. So I'm like, oh, kidney sounds interesting. I don't know anything about it. And someone mentioned about this place in Arkansas called, you know, Nephropath at the time. And Fred Silva is there and it's an amazing place. And I'm like, well, let's let's give it a shot. So I applied and I, I was very honest. You know, I'm like, I'm not going to make up a personal statement that I wanted to be a renal pathologist all my life because I didn't, you uh-huh. know. Um, but I think they may have liked it because Chris called me and invited me for an interview. And when I came here, I, I loved it. Of course, I took the fellowship position here, but I still, that was during my third year of residence. So I still went back to do my Pete's fellowship thinking that I was going to be primarily a pediatric pathologist mm-hmm. with kind of like some knowledge on kidney pathology. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my plan. I, I I had even talked to some practices already. I thought I knew where I was going to practice after my renal fellowship, but things changed. I don't think I've ever enjoyed a part of pathology like I enjoyed my fellowship year here at what was Nephropath, now at Arcana. So even though it was, I was a little nervous to kind of change the whole direction of my life and career, yeah. what I had imagined... At the same time, it was a very easy decision because I was so happy doing yeah. renal pathology. How long did it take you to realize that after after coming here? Not long, in- interestingly. Um, maybe by maybe by September, you know, wow. you start in July. So maybe by September, I I was convinced. What did you think of coming to Little Rock? You had never lived in Arkansas before, right? It was okay because I thought I was coming for a year. Yeah. You know, and I was going to go back to either Texas or California. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife's from Texas and I grew up, you know, right next to California. So those were the logical places to. Um, so we came with the mentality of, okay, it's one year. Mm-hmm. It, it, and and I'm going to be busy, you know, learning and, you know. 
Yeah. But when we got here, and, and you're right, I had never lived in a city smaller than three million. Yeah. You know, I lived in Tijuana, Mexico City, Pittsburgh, Houston. Yeah. So so it was, yeah, I, it felt interesting at the beginning because I had, it, it's it's significantly smaller, but at the same time, it's a capital city of the state. So, yeah. I mean, it, you have pretty much everything, on a smaller version, but you have everything that you have everywhere else. But it was interesting because with time, this city really, you can, you fall in love with it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. people are so friendly. It's so beautiful. It's so green. There's rivers, there are lakes, outdoor activities. We started having family. I We moved here without kids. Uh-huh. And we're three weeks ag- away from having our third one. And uh-huh. they're all Arkansans, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is a perfect place to raise a family. Um, it's extremely family friendly. Mm-hmm. So no, I... I I don't know what's going to happen, but I would be the happiest person if I retire here. You know, I, yeah. like we already feel like part of the of the city. And what is your favorite part of renal pathology that that you think you like the most in renal? Well, I I like a lot of things, um, and others I don't like that much. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, I, I I like pediatric you know, topics because of the background. Yeah. Even though people think I train as a pediatric renal pathologist, but that's not true. You yeah. know, like I, I train in pediatrics and then I learned renal. Yeah. But I don't have any specific training on pediatric renal, mm-hmm. right? But still, I, I I like pediatric diseases, but I don't know how I got into it, but what I really, really love is the whole, M- you know, monoclonal immunoglobulin, MGRS, whatever you're going to call it. It's I think it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's by far, right now, it's by far my favorite part of my job. Every time I get a case that involves, say, hematolymphoid or plasma cell disorder, I get really excited mm-hmm. because those cases don't read the books. They're, they're complicated. I think people feel they're challenging, but I think that that's what makes it really interesting. So this brings us to the rapid fire portion Uh-oh. of our interview. <laughs> so I'll just ask you some questions I've been asking everybody. Uh, how many cups of coffee do you drink daily? <laughs> Two, I would say. What was your first car? A Suzuki Sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what, what? Suzuki Sidekick? <laughs> A car? <laughs> 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 I've never heard of it. <laughs> I'll show you a picture. Okay. Um, iPhone or Android? iPhone. How many hours of sleep do you get at night? Probably six on average. Favorite movie? Oh, hands down, Rocky. Oh, really? In all of them. Yeah. All of the but Rockies? The fir- but the first one. Not the Rocky Five, not so much, but mm-hmm. all the others. First TV show you ever binge watched? I don't know if it's either Friends or Seinfeld. I think Friends. Mm-hmm. Friends. I would say Friends. Scale of 1 to 10, how good of a driver are you? Uh, six. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Favorite holiday? Christmas. If you were given the opportunity to fly into space, would you take it? No way. <laughs> Too dangerous? Yeah, why would why would I take an unnecessary risk? I I can see pictures from home. Morning person or night person? Night person, definitely. Uh, do you prefer your twenties or your thirties? I think my twenties. I feel tired all the time now. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It was great getting to know you a little bit better. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes store. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.